For any business, often the biggest barrier to doing video is overcoming your own fears, uncertainties, and hangups. You see, the fact is that stepping outside of your comfort zone, backing yourself and putting yourself out there to even start a business in the first place can be really hard. And then people like me, they go around and start telling you that you need to be showing up on video too. Well, in today's episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, I'm bringing back my friend and SEO and copywriting legend, Kate Toon, as Kate is someone who I've seen consistently showing up and taking action with video and the impact on her thriving business, it simply can't be understated. Kate Toon is an award-winning business mentor and digital marketing coach. She's a down-to-earth human on a mission to demystifying the realities of running a successful online business. Kate's helped more than 20,000 other businesses demystify digital marketing, grapple the Google beast, and find their own version of success. Kate is a renowned speaker, podcaster, and author of Six Figures in School Hours, How to Run a Successful Business and Still Be a Good Parent, her book, which was published in 2023. She's also the founder of the Digital Marketing Collective Conference, which is happening in Sydney, Australia on the 6th and 7th of October, 2023, which we'll talk about a little bit in this episode, as I believe it, it's an event that you won't want to miss. And tickets to the video version of the event, including my session on video marketing, are available at katetoon.com. You can access that from no matter where you are in the world, even if you can't get in person to the conference in Sydney. So whether you're struggling with building your own confidence in showing up on camera, or you're guiding your clients to do more video, then this episode is going to be the inspiration that you hopefully need. All right, let's jump in and say g'day to the wonderful Kate Toon. Three, two, one. Kate Toon, welcome back to the podcast. I actually wanted to mention to you that you were first on this podcast on episode 71, which I had to look it up before we hit record here, but that was in November 2018. So time has flown. What's happening in the world of Kate Toon? And, and for those people that didn't listen to that episode, just give us a bit of a rundown. Who are you? What do you do? God, I'm a different person to who I was in 2018. I think then I was right at the start of my journey of kind of moving into being more of a passive income person for the podcast people I'm doing air fingers passive income is a bit of a funny one um, and now I think I'm fully entrenched in that no more clients my memberships have been running one for eight years one for six my course is in its 27th round and yeah I feel a lot more confident in the space than I did before so yeah lots happened in five years for both of us right that seems ages ago yeah <laughs> oh, absolutely a lot has happened in the world and and in our businesses individually as well so what what's really firing you up right now though you've always whenever I talk to you you've always got a lot going on you mentioned you know your multiple courses you've your memberships you've just written a book and just released a book so what's really firing you up in business right now Kate? Well I needed something to fire me up I must say I was flagging a little bit so the book has been amazing for reigniting me, my creativity, it's got me out in the world. I've been doing book launches where I've actually met other humans. Um, it's a new kind of theme to talk about because, you know, I've been talking about copywriting and SEO for a long time and I wanted a new song to sing. Do you know what I mean? This is my new mm. album. So I'm fired yeah. up about that and I'm fired up about my next book, which is going to lead into a different new course um, and a, a kind of a, a whole different little adventure for me. So Thankfully, I still am excited by it all because there was a brief period where I wasn't and I was a bit worried. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's good to hear that you've, you've found that new passion and, and that you're channeling it into these, these activities. So, you know, everything that you do, Kate, is around this Katoon brand, right? Like your personal brand. And, you know, I think you've shifted more solidly into that mm. personal branding play for your businesses over the years. But I'm interested to explore for you, like, where does, where do you see that personal brand of, you know, Katoon, Katoon.com fit within the other business operations that you have in place? Well, it's, it's pretty unnatural fit because it was an unnatural evolution. So, you know, I started off as Kate Toon copywriter and that was just me as a sole trader and that seemed fine um, it, simply because I couldn't come up with a clever name for my copywriting business and it was available. Um, but then when I started to create products and passive income uh, ideas, I didn't brand them under my own name. We have the recipe for SEO success, the clever copywriting school. You know, I kind of wanted to separate myself from them because I was pretty insecure and I was worried that if people knew it was my copywriting school, that I actually might put them off rather than encourage mm. them to join. Um, so it's funny. I think, and I hid, I had a cartoon avatar. I never had photos of myself. Um, but I think as my confidence, both physically and mentally has grown over the years, I've been more confident about stepping out and realizing that for my business, at least, I don't think it's true for everybody that I am the reason a lot of people buy the product. You know, they are buying me, um, my expertise, my whatever, but you either, my personal brand is, relatively divisive you're either into it or you're not and I do have people saying all that yeah Kate Toon she's a bit much really she's not really for me and that's obviously not delightful to hear but I know that other people are like oh my god I love you what you do and you're amazing so I had to be happy that people weren't going to like me and I had to be okay with that and that took a while yeah, I mean, that's the real challenge of, of personal brand businesses, isn't it, is that idea of confidence to put yourself out there, which is the personal part to the brand, and but then also to to confidence to be yourself mm. with that because if, if you're a vanilla version of yourself and you're not yourself when you're putting out a personal brand, then people aren't going to pay attention. No one wants to connect with a personal brand that's, that's vanilla and, and plain. And I guess that's your experience too. Yeah, you have to share your good bits and your bad bits. So you have to acknowledge what your bad bits are. You know, we're none of us perfect. And identifying your flaws and getting comfortable with them is also important. So I'm very up and down. I have good days. I have bad days. I have days where I can't be bothered and days where I'm frenetic. And I used to kind of try and hide that and pretend I was like some sleek, calm, zen otter just floating along. And now I'm more happy to share that I'm quite up and down. Um, so... You have to find your dark areas. That sounds weird. Because if you don't, someone else will. And you don't want someone mm. to come at you going, hey, actually, I find that you're actually kind of quite aggressive or you're really anal or whatever. And you're like, yep, I am. You have to be able to say, yep, I am. That's me. And be comfy with it. And that's taken, yeah, quite. it's been quite a journey <laughs> to get there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And definitely, you know, part of putting yourself out there and building a personal brand is that confidence to show up, right? Show up in communities that you're building, show up on social media, show up, you know, for the people who are in your audience in various ways. And of course, you know, th this is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Show up video. on videos so horrendous to begin with i must admit i i still have my first like video maybe i'll share it with you then just for you. um you know i watched other people make videos and i thought this was how it should be done and you know i had my succulent in the corner perfectly arranged um 
got bits of fake hair off the internet to make my hair look more floofy. You know, all that stuff. Um, As you and do. Then, <laughs> we all do. Uh, but then I realised that if I was going to have this whole artifice around video, do my hair, do my makeup, have a perfect setup. I had lights. I had all the big lights, Ben. You'd have been impressed with the big covers and all of that. But the problem with all of that is it takes you so long to set up, make a video and then shut it all down again. And what I need in my business, because I have very little time, you know, I only have between school drop off and pick up. I need to make videos immediately. So I had to let go of that professional schmick approach. And even the course, the videos in my courses are not done in a studio. They are done to camera with a ring light so that I can easily swap them out. I don't need to go back into a studio and record 47 videos. Everything's just done on an iPhone, on my Mac, little iCam or whatever you call it. Great tech term there. I do have a nice microphone, but other than that, it's cheap and cheerful, you know, and that's been the freedom for me to move away from thinking that video has to be professional. And what's that done for for the connection that you feel that you're able to make with your with your audience, whether it be bringing new people into the Ktoon brand or or your existing you know advocates of your brand? What do you think that that showing up, but without the bells and whistles and perfectionism, what has that done for your brand? It's number one. It's created immediacy. So I can respond immediately to people. Someone in today in my group put up a question. I was able to go live. I use StreamYard to go live, go live within five minutes of her asking the question. So that immediacy, which I think people really want to get the help when they want it. I think it's a permission so that if I, with my vast empire and my millions of dollars, can turn up in a scruffy T-shirt with my hair not done, so can you, you know? Mm. So it's that kind of leadership thing. And uh, I also think... It, it, it just makes you more approachable, you know, like the classic thing of a, someone sitting behind a desk to make a video. Well, there's a desk between you and that person and it creates a barrier, you know, speaking up on stage, you're, you're a little bit elevated to the people in the audience that creates some kind of barrier. Sometimes that's a good barrier. But for me, I, I am one of the people. I, my vibe, my personal brand is that I am in the arena with you fighting the same lions. I'm not some business coach on a lofty plinth handing down information. So for my brand, it works really, really well. Makes me one of the people. So you've mentioned using video uh, to respond to questions and to engage community through live videos, such as using StreamYard. What, what sort of other videos are part of the kind of ecosystem of content that we see around your business? Oh, there's so much. So yeah, StreamYard I use for live. That's a relatively new Things I just found Facebook Live so frustrating and I love it. I think it's a great tool. Zoom, obviously, huge. I use that for all my uh, group meetups, my sessions. I use Camtasia to like kind of edit videos. So I will film videos like if I'm doing screen captures and camera and PowerPoints. I use Camtasia. I edit them there. I use my iPhone a lot to just make little videos. I did play around with CapCut for a little bit and other things, but generally I just use the in-platform tools within TikTok and within Instagram. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's all of them. That's still, when you think about it, it's actually quite a lot, you know, look at me with all the tools. I don't really think of myself as a video person, but I guess it's become much so much more natural. You know, mm. it's become part of my day to day, which therefore makes it not a big deal to make a video, uh, whereas it used to be a huge deal, I think. Yeah. Is there anything that you're still trying to overcome or do you think you've got it nailed now? Like where are your where are your barriers or what's still holding you back with video? I think I think especially with the short form video, which I 
think we're going to cover on. It's like, you know, coming up with quirky ideas that are actually relevant to my business and not just following trends for the sake of trends. And I think it's still with a big course. I think my recipe course, for example, has a hundred videos in it. The thought of updating them makes me feel very tired. I think I could have some better systems and processes. I have, however, recently hired my son, uh, who is 14, and can pump out a video with transitions and text and everything so quickly. So I recommend you hire young children to make your videos. It's my top tip. But I think, yeah, it's just there's no confidence barriers, sometimes an idea barrier, and also just a bit more of a structure to how I produce them so that I can batch and get more out in a short period of time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Getting that consistency, right? Having that system so that video is part of a system rather than something that's just, you know, when when your will takes you or when you have this bright spark of an idea, I think is a real a really good way to approach it. You know, obviously my audience here for the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, they, they know the power of video. They understand it. They probably work in video in some way themselves or they've embraced video for their clients. But often I know that they also really struggle to embrace video for their own so, business and, yeah. and actually show up as the face of your own business, whether you've built a business around a personal brand or whether you are just the leader in your business, whether it be owner or manager, what advice would you have to someone who knows the power of video but still has this barrier to showing up in, in front of their business in this way? I think you really have to examine why. What are you frightened of? You know, are you worried that, is it peers? Are you worried that your peers are going to call you out? Often the biggest barrier I find is friends and family. You're scared that they're mm. going to see you making videos and they're going to be like, oh God, look at Bob, what's he doing? You know, who, they're totally irrelevant to your business. There will always be someone snarking somewhere, right? That's just life, right? And you can't let that person stop you living your best life. So I think you really have to examine what what you're frightened of and you really just honestly have to push yourself because it's the same with any business I'm in. If I don't see you doing the thing that you're selling, I, I'm sorry, I don't believe in that whole, oh, it's the cobbler's shoes approach. I'm so busy making videos. I don't have to make time to make videos for myself. I don't believe in that. You yeah. have to be walking the walk and talking the talk. You know, if I come to your homepage and there's some terrible drone video with not a single human face in it, I'm not engaged with that. If you're not on, if you're telling me you can make reels videos, but you have no reels, I just don't believe you. Right. So I think you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone and, and remember that unfortunately, yes, everything is on the internet forever. We do agree that you can delete some videos. I've deleted the one with me with my fake hair, um, but most people, if they're not gelling with it, they'll just scroll on past. I mean, you know, the engagement videos, what are the engagement video figures on a video these days? How many seconds do people watch before they get bored yeah. and leave? Very few. Very yeah. few. So if people will decide from the first minute, whether they like the look of your face, whether one of your nostrils is annoying them, whether they don't like the fact that you've got a plant in the background, they will make these micro judgments and there is nothing you can do about it. So you may as well just put your content out. Yeah. And because the other side to that is that the people that don't care about your nostril or your plants, <laughs> but they care about the value that your content is bringing to them, 
that's the people you're putting content out for, yeah. right? And they're the people who will watch your content. So, yeah, absolutely ignore the people that are going to scroll straight past because it's irrelevant. And, you know, to add a layer to that as well, the the algorithms on all of these platforms now are so finely tuned into engagement signals that, you know, those people who scroll past – they're going to see less of your content and that's exactly the way the algorithm should be working. Those people that stop, pay attention, start watching and maybe watch the video for a few more seconds, the algorithm's going to show those people more of your content and, you know, that's just the beauty of how it works. And yeah. particularly on things like Reels, for example, which I, I do want to dive into here as well, and short-form video content, the power for that form of that form of content when you put it out there to get in front of new people that the algorithm believes is your people is it can't be ignored what's been your experience with short form video and, and putting that sort of content out there in the big bad world in front of people's eyeballs it's been hit and miss so i've followed a few trends you know i've got some good figures you know those kind of ego engagement figures but i think the thing that I, I find hardest is to make the connection between the video and the and the actual conversion, you know. Mm. So being very clear what the video is there to do. Is it there to build awareness? Is it there to build trust and loyalty with people who maybe have already seen my content before? Is it there to make a sale? So being very clear about that. If you're going to dance around your living room to, to Mackie Bar or whatever is the latest song, you may be not going to make $100,000 of sales in your course from that, but they don't need to. You don't need to. I also think you're allowed to have a bit of fun like mm. not every video needs to be an amazing tip. And you know this as well. The ones where I spend ages on a tip and I do text transitions and whatever, nothing. The ones where I film my dog for five minutes, massive engagement. And a few of those people will stick. You know, they came for the dog. They stay for the content. So it's been hit and miss. Do I think I'm completely winning on reels? No, I've been trying hard on TikTok, but I feel like TikTok rewards subject matter expertise you really have to pick a lane and stick in that lane which is hard for me with so many different products and services so no I'm not winning on either of those I, I think I'm doing okay my son thinks I'm mortifying so for me video usage I play with those but the thing that really gets for me is the streaming the lives the videos in the groups that's where I seem to do better but one thing I yeah. just want to bring up here is like you've got reels and tiktoks but I think people underestimate the power of instagram stories so I do a lot of stories, which I think now turn into reels. I don't know. It's all changing all the time. I do a lot of stories, which allow me to just kind of talk to the camera, talk about something that's happening in my day. They're not funny. Sometimes they're not 60 seconds. They're not snappy. They're just a little chit chat. And that seems to work well for me as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's about finding the the style of content that that works for you and then doubling down on that, you know, both from a – you know, what sort of content can you do consistently that you're comfortable creating um, that doesn't require you to invest a whole heap of time and creative effort and so on um, so that fits with your brand and, and with the content you want to share, but also the content that your audience wants from you mm. as well. And, and you don't know that until you start trying things. So I'm a big proponent of experimentation. So, yeah, try the things where you would film your dog or dance around the living room um, if that fits with you because you might actually not know what hits until it hits. Yeah. Um, so you, I think continuing to experiment too. Yeah, it's something you said in a masterclass that you ran a long time ago, you know, that if you really want to make a go of a, a particular platform, you, you do need to put the time and effort in you know, video a week for X amount of whatever. And I remember that's just scaring the 
bejesus out of me because if there's one thing I'm, I'm not, it's consistent. And that's the other thing yeah. where a personal brand really helps. I can make 17 videos in one day and then the next day, the next three weeks make nothing because I am turning up as me. And I talk online about the fact that I can't be consistent, that I have good days and bad days. So it fits with my brand to be inconsistent, which is such a relief. Do you know what I mean? If I turned up every week on YouTube with a perfect video, people would be like, what has happened to her? Someone's over, yeah. Someone alien has taken her body. So again, I think that fear that you have to turn up and do it again and again and again, it does work. It does work. Absolutely. You are hundred percent right, but don't let that put you off either because you can turn up a little bit sporadically and still get amazing results. You know, one little video will just change someone's life. So mm. if that's all you can do, at least do that. Don't think you have to be, you know, master of the video universe, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, yes, uh, tools like stories might disappear in 24 hours. So you do, you know, need to probably turn up more often. But, you know, reels, they do have a longer shelf really life do. these days than, than they used to. Like your reels can continue to get engagement for, you know, for weeks in some cases and add to that YouTube and YouTube shorts as well, which is basically reels on YouTube. Then you've got an even longer lifespan you know, for YouTube shorts and of course, you know, longer form YouTube content still has a critical place as well. So, you know, I think regardless of all of these different platforms, if you can find what works for you and you can find what you can experiment with enough to the point where you're getting some sort of results, then hopefully that helps you overcome that fear of, of putting yourself out there, which is where this all started. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, video is one thing, right, when it comes to, building a business today, but it, this is videos one factor in this world of digital marketing. And, you know, I think for, we've kind of touched on it here, just talking about video, but for so many small business owners, just the sense of like everything that I need to do in the world of digital marketing to apparently be successful in my business is pretty bloody overwhelming. Yep. So, you know, I don't know, you, you help people with that through, you know, DMC or digital marketing collective and your courses and so on. You, obviously specialize in copywriting and SEO, which is part of this digital marketing landscape. But you, and you speak to so many small business owners about this. So what's the biggest thing that you're seeing that people that's kind of confusing or holding people back or overwhelming people with digital marketing in their business today? I think it is just the fact that there are so many uh, channels and outlets. You know, you just mentioned mm. Reels, TikTok and YouTube Shorts. I haven't even ventured into YouTube Shorts. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And then Threads just came out the other day. And so, you know, I think something you and I both agree on is trying to pick a couple of platforms and being very present on those. Some people believe the Be Everywhere appeal. I think you can at least set up a profile and, you know, plop a few little videos there but in reality if you really want to make something work you've you've got to go all in at least for a while until that plate is spinning and for me I am old school I still believe that everything comes back to your hub comes back to your website I know people are saying these days you don't need a website you can build an empire on YouTube or Instagram but it's not your land it's someone else's land and your website you control so I'm all about having a well-optimized, useful, user-friendly, accessible, well-written website. So that no matter what you're doing, wherever you are, there's always somewhere for people to come to and make that connection. You know, for me, I'd say, although I am an SEO, I do believe that SEO gets people to your door. And then I'm a big proponent of email marketing. So once you've got yeah. someone to your site, you get them to sign up to your email because then you're marketing them one-on-one. -on -one. And then in terms of tofu, like dragging people in, I am 99% focused on video. 
you know, more than making graphics on Canva, more than long form content, writing stuff. It's just video, video, video. And I can make 20 videos in the time I could write one blog post. So yeah, that combination of great website, little bit of SEO, email funnel, and then video, video, video. So I know that's still four things, but at least it's not 44. Yeah, it definitely simplifies it, you know, where people should be should be focusing. And, I, you know, 100% agree with, with those four things. I think where so many business owners get stuck, in my perspective, is they, they try some things and they might try those four things that you talked about. And, you know, they have a website, they're capturing some emails, they're using some videos, um, you know, and, and so on. But but then they can't really draw, draw a direct line between what they're doing, the actions they're taking and, and the sales they're making. So where do you see that kind of, that disconnect potentially yeah. happening for people? And, you know, what, what would you say to kind of help people better connect the dots there? I think it's very hard to connect the dots. I'm not a particularly data-driven person. You know, I can look at my Google Analytics, my Google Search Console, my Facebook ads, ROI, but it doesn't interest me. And I genuinely tend to go on like vibe and connection and all that kind of stuff, which is a much less tangible thing. I think the main thing, and I, hey, I just wrote a book about this, is that people are just wretchedly impatient. You know, we talked mm. about the fact that we've been doing this since 2018. You know, you've dutifully turned up and made YouTube videos weeks after week after week after week. And so have I. I mean, I'm in this for the long game and it is a long game. And so, you know, that little daft reel you made two years ago, someone at some point will come back to you and say, that's the reason. That was my first connection. And from there, I discovered you. And I always use my friend Sue, who's in DMC as an example, saw a silly thing that I did on some platform, signed up to my email list. Seven years later, she joined my membership and is now a loyal and recurring person. So you just don't know. Not everything is measurable. And but you you just have to do it because someone somewhere is watching and you are making a difference and you just, it's hard to hold on and wait while it feels like tumbleweeds. Don't you feel the same? Like some of the things you did yonks ago and now coming back to pay them, pay themselves off, but you didn't know at the yeah. time, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think the biggest um, mistake that so many people make and probably have been in business for years, even pre-internet, was just is not asking the question of how did you hear about us? Yes. You know, wh where did this all start for you? Where did you first come up across me? You know, if it's a personal brand, and just by asking that question, you can attribute the value of your content. It's illuminating, absolutely illuminating. Yeah. I have people join my big group on Facebook, and I ask that question, and a lot of people say, "I don't know, I'd never heard of you," and then all of a sudden, you were everywhere. Thank you, algorithms, because as you say, it rewards. For me, a lot of it is podcasts. Podcasts do make a big difference. People start with that. A few people, it's speaking, but somebody be like, "I read or saw some silly post you did somewhere, made me laugh." Um, because I kind of combine business with playfulness and then I went off and explored and it, you've got to ask that question. I keep a spreadsheet of all the answers so I can do a little pie chart <laughs> and mm, most people can't, right. a lot of people can't remember, but many can, many can remember the first interaction and, and, and I think that's wonderful. But as you said, you've got to ask. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you there's a saying, you can't sell a secret, you know, and if you, if you are just hiding behind your brand or your business and not putting some sort of content out there that adds value to the world, then you're not going 
to get those results. You know, you know, you're not going to be able to ask people, how did you hear about me? Because they no would never have heard about yeah, you. Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you are running an event in, in October in Sydney here in Australia, but you know, obviously your, your communities around you in this digital marketing collective space and so on, you've got this kind of wealth of, audience there that you know the things they're struggling with so tell me what inspired you to kind of put together the digital marketing collective conference who's it for and what are you hoping to achieve for the audience in the room or or taking up one of the virtual options yeah i think prior to this conference i ran a conference called copycon for several years which was focused purely on copywriters but i did feel i was starting to create a bit of an echo chamber where it's copywriters talking to copywriters about colons and and i felt like there were no real clients in the room no real people who were actually running businesses so i wanted to expand that focus to give small business owners, e-commerce store owners, marketing managers, an arena to come in and maybe learn about something that's slightly out of their discipline. So you're an e-commerce store, great, you might come to the conference to see fabulous e-commerce person talking about how they sell their products and their inventory management. But Ben Amos is there talking about video strategy. And Omar Venom is there talking about courses. The thing I think that's really important, post-COVID, post the crazy couple of years we have is to have a diverse business, not to focus on just one product line, one type of thing. And I wanted to create an environment where it was like a bubbling pot of different digital marketing ideas with a mix of practical, this is what you do, and a lot of aspirational inspiration, this is what I've done and you could do it too. Um, so yeah, that's that's the goal really to, you know, best practice, latest news, but also really practical. I go to so many conferences, Ben, and I walk away and I'm like, well, that was great, but there's not one goddamn thing I can actually implement. And so my remit to all the speakers, Ben included, is to leave the room, leave people in the room with stuff that they could literally walk out of the room tomorrow and do. Because that's yeah. what I'm all about. It's all strategy, strategy, strategy. But sometimes people just need to sit down and actually do the thing, make the video. Yeah. And I think the beauty of events that you, you have run in the past, Kate, and I've, I've no doubt that it's, it's the same for the DMC conference in October, is that it does add a little bit of Cape Toon flavour to things as well. So, you know, you, your personal brand is, is a very powerful part of what you've built around you. And, um, you know, I know that there will be a bit of Cape Toon flavour to there the is. event It's not as dry well. and dusty. We've got beanbags. We've got masseuses on hand to give you back rubs if you get sick of it all. We've got, you know, it's just, I just think the business doesn't have to be so dry and serious all the time you know most of us haven't been to an event for quite a long time it's a day out isn't it it's a nice day out that's tax deductible where you get to spend it with a group of really smart people but you want to have a nice time you want to have really good food there's a well, you want a coffee cart like I can't bear it when you go to a venue and there's no coffee cart like I need coffee so yeah I like to try and think of all the different personalities coming the introverts the extroverts the networkers the quiet listeners and give everyone a little bit of something yeah, love it. So obviously, you know, if you are in Australia or can get to Australia in October, you know, it is on the October the 6th and the 7th, the two days of the conference in Sydney, Australia. All the details you can get at engagevideomarketing.com slash DMC. <laughs> it's a quick link I've set up for you to go and find all the details. And um, there is a kind of virtual or a, a, 
a way that people a can get recordings ticket. as well as the video ticket. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, well, I was going to do virtual, but, you know, obviously we, we do have a lot of members who are in the US and the UK and Europe, and it's kind of moot having a virtual ticket because they're all asleep, right? So yeah. instead of paying an absolute fortune for a virtual ticket to a conference you can't attend, it's a it's a video ticket. So after the conference is done, a week later, all the all the uh, sessions will be live and on and a membership and you get lifetime access to those. So everyone who comes gets those and everyone who buys the video ticket gets those. It's, I think it's a great way because often on the day, you're so taken in by the event that you're actually not focusing on the presentation. So it's a great way for those who do come as well to rewatch everything and really get it locked into their brains. There you go. So for those in the audience here today who, who can't get to Australia, I mean, why wouldn't you though come yeah, down come to on. Australia? <laughs> then um, the video ticket's a great option as well. And obviously it's, you know, a lot more affordable as well than and, than the full conference ticket, but you don't get all the great stuff that happens don't if you're the there bean live. Bags. You have to get your own bean bags. The masseuses and the coffee carts and all that yeah. wonderful stuff. <laughs> Yeah, fantastic. Hey, Kate, you know, big fan of what you do and obviously looking forward to being one of your speakers on stage there in October and, and adding some value to your audience there as well. Um, but I'd, I can't let you go from this interview today here without a quick plug for your book, which is just released as well. So um, I'm assuming we can get it anywhere around the world through various places, yeah. but the the book is Six Figures in School Hours. Kate, could you just give us a quick rundown of what is Six Figures in School Hours all about? I mean, the title says a bit. It does a bit. Tell us. Uh, just for the podcast listeners, I was waving it around like a loon then so you can watch the video. Yeah, Six Figures in School Hours. I came up with the title first. And I just thought, oh, gosh, that's a good title. It sounds good, doesn't it? It's really it about how to make the most of your time, your money, your resources uh, in the minimal time that we have as, as if you have kids, you know, as a parent, we have very little time, we're tired. How can we achieve the most we can possibly achieve in the least possible time without becoming an awful parent and without feeling guilty all the time and also without putting ourselves last. So self-care and burnout and all of that. It's a, a practical handbook. It doesn't promise that you're going to work four hours a week in a hammock. Unfortunately, I like to think that, but it's not going to happen for most of us. So it's, it's really realistic and it includes lots of stories from members of the DMC. And yeah, it's hopefully it's quite funny as well. Because again, most business books, I'm like, this is really useful, useful, but I can't keep reading it. I'm falling asleep. So there's a few little fun bits in there as well. And yes, it's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Dimex, all good bookstores. It's also on Audible and Kindle and everything everywhere all over the universe. Fantastic. <laughs> Six Figures in School Hours is the book. The Digital Marketing Collective Conference is at the conference that you cannot miss in October. And she is Kate Toon. Yeah. KateToon.com is the hub for everything, right? That's your, your hub. If you go to KateToon.com, you will find all those things and probably a whole bunch more <laughs> as well. Thank you so much, Ben. And you can also watch me dance around on reels with post-it notes on my bottom if you would like to. And why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kate, thanks for joining me on the show here. Look forward to hopefully not 200-ish episodes between now and the next time we get you back on the show. Thank you, Ben. That's amazing. Thanks again to Kate for joining me here on the show. And for me, it's good to be back on the podcast. I've missed this, let me tell you. So remember, if you're listening to this and it's not yet past the 6th of October 2023, then you will still be able to get access to the video or virtual ticket version of Kate's Digital Marketing Collective Conference if you can't get there in person to Sydney. 
where I'll be joined by a bunch of other excellent business humans to help you build your business through digital marketing this year and into 2024. So the best part of the video ticket is that you don't even need to make it over to Sydney. You can watch the recordings from wherever you are in the world in the comfort of your own home. Details about that and more at katetoon.com. That's K-A-T-E-T-O-O-N.com. And that's it for this episode. I'll be back with you next week on our regularly scheduled programming here on the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. That's right, we're back to weekly episodes. I'm so glad that you're back and listening or watching here on YouTube. I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing and I'm on a mission to build confident video strategists. See you next time. Growing a video business can be hard and I reckon one of the things that makes the game of business even harder is when you're going it alone. This is why I set up the Strategy Board Mastermind program and I want to invite you to join us. The Strategy Board is a high-impact, collaborative 12-month paid group program specifically for the owners of established video strategy and production businesses who desire further skills, tools, inspiration and guidance to achieve their goals. It's delivered in a controlled and facilitated discussion around growth and expansion of each business across the duration of the program. The Strategy Board is designed specifically for video strategists or video business owners who are actually in business and doing it and want to just do it better. The program consists of quarterly virtual board meetings as well as monthly mastermind sessions. And alongside the other members of your board, you get direct coaching and support from me as together we hit targets and grow your video business into the business that you know it can be. To learn more and apply, go to engagevideomarketing.com board. Fill out the short form there and if suitable, I'll invite you to jump on a call directly with me to see how the strategy board could be the right fit for your business this year. That link again is engagevideomarketing.com slash board.